Until today, I can't wrap my head around the fact that you can buy a book, 10, 20 euro dollars, in exchange for years, if not decades, of experience. We, our brain, is wired to avoid pain and to seek pleasure. Most of us have been conditioned to connect pain with money. And here's the thing. Money is neutral. It's neither good nor bad. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever, and welcome back to another episode of a Role Model. You've come to the right place if you want to grow. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about something that most people don't want to talk about, money. Actually, I think everyone wants to talk about it, but it's kind of a topic that we avoid. You, or I don't know where you went to school, but the school I went to or the schools I went to, they didn't have lessons about money mindset. They did have lessons about money simply because I went to a specific school. We we have a pretty unique system in Germany. Um, after you finish, is that college, high school? I was confused those things. But um, yeah, once you're almost an adult and you want to, for example, work for a bank or an insurance company, you have to go to that one specific, I would call it almost a business school. And uh, I did that. I wanted to work uh, in a big insurance company as a yeah specialist in finances. That's also what I did. I completed completed everything. But even <laughs> even there, I never learned much about money mindset. And money is something that we use every single day. So on today's episode, in today's episode, we're going to talk about money mindset. We're going to talk about three money lessons that I have learned from millionaires. Money is something that I'm obviously interested it uh, interested in i will also recommend a couple of books that you can read they are really brilliant books there's one book i'm gonna refer to it a bit a bit later as well it's called money master the game tony robbins interviewed 50 of the most successful investors in the world asked them questions one of the main question was hey how can the average person, how should the average person invest their money? And it's there. You can read it for a couple of bucks, but most people never do it. Why? Why is it, that's a great starting point. Why is it that most people don't want to talk about money? Here's my theory. We, our brain is wired to avoid pain and to seek pleasure. Most of us, have been conditioned to connect pain with money. Remember, our brain is wired to avoid pain and to seek pleasure. If you connect massive pain with money, then you will avoid it. And let's be honest, most of us, most of the people in society have really painful beliefs when it comes to money. You have probably heard the sentence, money is the root of all evil, many, many times. Or maybe 
your parents had a scarcity mindset when it comes to money and you adopted that. That was the case for me. I am still, until this point, I'm working with my mentor. I'm going to retreats, reading books about this topic because there is so much scarcity or so much conditioning that I get to unpack. And I got I must say at this point it's even fun to to see like, oh, this is where it comes from. You know, to really look at your wounds. And that's that's what I mean when I say you, you gotta do the work or you get to do the work. That's the work. That's the growth. And you know, we all have different wounds from the past. All of us. Even the people who say I don't have any I let's spend 20 minutes together. I'll I'll find a couple of one a couple of wounds. And money is a wound. Money is something that many of us have been let's say a couple of lies have been told about money. I just mentioned for example, money's the root of all evil. I think that's pretty <laughs> that's a classic one or only Evil people have a lot of money. I remember my surrounding saying, like, whenever there was a wealthy person, yeah, they, they must be doing something, like, illegal. And here's the thing. Money is neutral. It's neither good nor bad. If you support your family, great. You donate money to charity, great. You buy organic groceries, great. You you buy yourself a massage, you pay your medical expenses, whatever. There's so many great things you can do with money. I opened a school. I needed money for that. To support your kids, you will need money for that. And how is that a bad thing? It's not. It's because money is neutral. Yes, you can do terrible, horrible things with money. But you can also do great things with money. It is completely up to you. You are in charge. If you if you give a great person, a really kind heart, a lot of money, what you think all of the sudden <laughs> they become, they turn into this evil person, selfish, greedy. No. They're going to spread more kindness it makes you more of what you already are if you're already a greedy let's say not so nice person well guess what you're going to do with that money so the first lesson is money's not the root of all even money is neutral i think this is the foundation Second one, money is here to be used and enjoyed. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you should spend it all, and that's not the advice that I have received. Again, at the end, read the books that I'm um, recommending. One thing that you will hear so many times is to invest not only into yourself, that's, by the way, one of like my most favorite quotes from Warren Buffett, the best investment that you can make is into your, into your own personal development. I think 
when he was asked, what was the best investment that you have ever um, done? He said, into a Dale Carnegie course, by the way, great author, great books. It's a billionaire investor, you know, so many incredible profitable investments that he could mention, but he mentions a Dale Carnegie, I think it was a seminar on public speaking or something. So there are a couple of lessons in the second point. Money is here to be used and enjoyed. The best investment you can make is into your own personal development, meaning Coachings, meaning retreats, meaning books. Let's start with books. Books is something everyone can afford a book. And there are even like so many books for free, but people still don't read them. Don't ask me why. <laughs> a book. Until today, I can't wrap my head around the fact that you can buy a book, 10, 20 euro dollars, in exchange for years, if not decades, of experience. It's an absolute no-brainer. If you bit further and you have time, you have money to invest into retreats, into seminars, into coachings, into a mentor, great. That's even better. Starting point would be books. Money is here to be used and enjoyed. Obviously, and we will talk about that in the in the third point, you also want to invest a certain point or a certain amount every month automated. And before I talk about that, if you are in a position where you can't do that, like for for example, I will I'll, most recommendations often you hear invest 10% automated of your income every month into, for example, a low-cost index fund. You will hear that many, many times. And that's also, if you read the book Money Master the Game that I mentioned, that's kind of one of the key advices in this book. Low-cost index funds, really simple, automated, dollar-cost average, averaging every single month. But I know that there are people listening right now who say... Um, I can't do 10%, sorry, it doesn't work, I have kids, this and that, it's already, I'm already on a really tight budget. Okay, then start with 2% and work your way up. It's not every, everything, not everything is black or white. Either you do 10% or you do nothing. How about you do 1%? <laughs> How about you you work your way up every every year? One brilliant piece of advice of someone I recently had on my my German podcast was to also dedicate a certain amount every month to have fun. I think she called it fun for I'm not sure, but It doesn't matter. You can call it whatever you, <laughs> you want. A certain amount of money every month that you just spend on fun things, whatever fun means for you. For me, it would be things like go-karting, massages, 
or what else is fun? Going out for food. I'm not really the person to, yeah, doesn't excite me to invest a lot of money into like, it's not an investment to, I don't know, I would never buy a 10,000 euro Gucci bag, even if I can. I mean, I can, but I'm not going to do it. because it, it, I, I know it excites some people and it, they tell me like, hey, it gives me this feeling and this, that. but for me, I don't know, for me, it's just a bag. Yes, I don't, don't get me wrong. I love to wear high quality clothes. I don't support the fast fashion industry. And uh, yeah, I, I like to wear good quality clothes. But uh, I don't have that excitement that other people have. So, And I'm not judging it. If you want to buy a Gucci bag, please make sure it's, it's vegan and no animal had to suffer. But it, it's completely up to you. The thing that I want to want to mention here and there, that's also where a lot of my growth has happened in the past. You can also just enjoy it. For something that's not an investment, for something that is not your personal development, just simply a certain amount that you blow. Because for me, often, I, you know, I come from this upbringing i don't want to say we were poor because we i not we i was so fortunate i grew up in germany my parents my siblings they grew up in uh, uzbekistan slash russia and that was definitely not easy and you you can imagine when you like uh, migrate to when they migrated to germany they didn't have much especially my my mom passed uh, died pretty early after i was born so it was one, my father was alone with a lot of kids. Wait, how many siblings do I have? <laughs> with three kids and later even even more. So uh, we didn't have much. There's this one, one story. You know what? I'm going to share it here. That's when stuff started to change for me. I think up until like 12, you know, and we never went on vacation we never had like I always had to wear the clothes of my my older brother or my cousin or something we would never spend money on anything it was always scarcity always just just barely enough to survive which is already that would be rich in other countries you know but we all have our own definition so I remember being like bullied and Especially in my, like, I, I played football, soccer for all the Americans here. And I remember the, my teammates, you know, they always had the new shoes and good clothes. And I just wore whatever you could get for a couple of years. And I just accepted that. I was just like, okay, we are just, we don't have the money. So I can't afford it. That's it. And then... I think when I was 12, I went to school and I got a new haircut. The haircut. <laughs> Please, if you if you can, Google what a pot cut is. In, in German, we call it Topfschnitt. It basically translates into pot cut. I'm, this might be a thing. I'm, I'm sure you will find an image. It's basically, yeah, my father cut my hair because we didn't have the budget to get a professional hair 
dresser for like, I don't know, 10, 15 euro. And that was the age when, you know, you, you start liking girls and things of that nature. And I remember going into that school and I had the <laughs> this pot cut and everyone just was just laughing at my, I had my fir first girlfriend at that time and she... She looked at me and she kind of like, she wanted to be nice, so, so she didn't laugh out loud. But I saw in her eyes that she felt ashamed because everyone else was laughing. And that day, I, I felt so much pain in that moment, which was good. Because in that moment, I said, this won't ever happen again. I have enough. Luckily, I had an older brother where I could see, hey, he's not an adult yet and he's working, he's making his own money. So, screw it. I know I'm just 12, <laughs> but I'm going to find a way to make it happen. And my mindset shifted from I can't afford it to how can I afford it. One of the key lessons from the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a must read. Not, I can't afford it, and just lowering, accepting your, your standards, but saying, how can I afford, afford it? Raising your standards. And I think back then, I did a couple of things for my neighbors. I, in Germany, you, had the, you have a system, really interesting, and I think great. If you collect... If you buy a plastic bottle, you always pay 25 cents on top of that bottle. If you bring it back, you get those 25 cents back. Whole recycle. We Germans, we, <laughs> we do love our recycling. Uh, we take recycling really seriously. So, uh, yeah, if you find a bo bottle then, you get 25 cents back. I think for like beer bottles, it's 15 cents, like glass bottles. So... I just walked around the park, the football stadium, and I would just, I did that at like 5 a.m. So I wouldn't feel embarrassed that other people see me because I grew up in a village. So I did that really early in the morning, two days, and thick, I had enough to afford the haircut. I went to the hairdresser, got my own haircut, and was like, interesting. So I don't just have to accept the way I was brought up. I can freaking change. I'm not a stone. I'm not a tree. I can choose where I stay, what I do, how much I make. Wow. That's when it all started changing for me. And I got one job after the other. And the next one, oh, and I can make a bit more here. And I, the next story, I was with my... Another girlfriend? <laughs> I didn't have that many girlfriends. Sounds like I was uh, some kind of playboy. Uh, but but I, I really wasn't. The second relationship I had was six years. That tells you what kind of person I am. So from from 13, this this other girlfriend, she, she dumped me two weeks after. Uh, even though I had a really nice haircut. She didn't care about that one. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. In, the, in that relationship, she... She was definitely from like a wealthy family. I'm not going to mention any any names, but uh, yeah, she she had, let's say, a wealthy upbringing. Definitely more money than we had, but that wasn't difficult. Mm -hmm. she, 
I was really in love. It was a great relationship. We were both really happy, young adults, you know, enjoying life together. And she wanted to go on a holiday. And she asked me like, hey, would you, would you want to join our family holiday? And I was like, yeah, Turkey, two weeks, great. And I've never been on vacation until that point. I think I was 16. No, I was 15. I was 15. I remember because there was some, some law that, you know, she, like, even the, I was so young, the parents had to sign a paper that I could come with them and they take responsibility for me. I was 15 years old. And this holiday was, I think, 1100 euro. And back then, that was a lot of money for me. But again, I learned my lesson. I said, hey, I would love to come with you. I would really like to like to yeah just see something else, go on holiday and be away from from home. So I asked my father, "Can I can I leave? Can I go on holiday?" He's like, "Yeah, um, sure. How who's paying for it? Of course, again, money scarcity immediately. Who's gonna pay for it? <clears throat> well, I'm gonna pay for it. I work for it, and I'm I'm gonna make it make it happen. Luckily, he didn't ask me how much it was, but anyways. So I looked. How can I make those eleven hundred euro? In Germany, when you go to school, you get six weeks of holiday, summer holiday. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna work the first three weeks, and then it was two and a half weeks of holiday. So I said, I'm just going to work the three weeks, going to make as much money and then afford the holiday. So I found a job. I would wake up at around 5 a.m. The shift started from 6 to 2. And I did that for three weeks. And I think I got like 7 euro an hour. And it was exactly enough to afford the holiday. Would I do it again? Probably not because those... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> weeks were really exhausting uh, because back then I could also I would always go to bed super late and I was sleep deficient the whole time and the job was really freaking boring it was in a pr- printing factory but what it showed me once again where there is a will there is a way not how not I can't afford it but how can I afford it so the second lesson, you got a lot of lessons. The second, like the overall point, point is money is here to be used and enjoyed. And, big and, not saying just I can't afford it, but how can I afford it? If you really want that thing, whatever that thing is, do not settle for less than you deserve. Just saying I can't afford it is f- lazy. <laughs> That's just accepting your circumstances. You raise your standards. You're going to say, I'm going to make it work. And if I don't see, find the solution, I'm going to find someone who did it. I'm going to learn from that person. And not just being in that victim state, but taking responsibility for your actions, for whatever your next level is. Saying, I'm going to get there even if I don't know how yet. Third point. One of the most brilliant lessons I've ever been taught. 
pay yourself first. And I remember listening to the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. And this part really like triggered something in me. Like what on earth does he mean pay yourself first? But I'm not paying my bills and stuff. He said, no, it just means you pay yourself first. Every month you put a certain amount of your income, maybe 10%, into your money machine, into an investment. In this book, he talks a lot about real estate and this and that. It doesn't have to be real estate. It can be real estate. But the key lesson is a certain amount of your income automatically into an investment, into your money machine. It grows while you are freaking sleeping. And there are a billion resources when it comes to how how you how can you invest into low cost index funds how can you yeah use compounding read the book money master the game or unshakable and you will yeah that's basically basically the answer but there it goes more into more into detail i will also i have videos on that in my membership um so the books that i wanted to recommend Number one, which that poor that great book, especially when it comes to yeah the mindset. It's also just really entertaining. It's a good book, well, well really well written. Also teaches you a bit about sales. Number two, Unshakable or Money Master the Game. Both books from Tony Robbins, as I said, Money Master the Game. He invest um, interviewed the fifty most successful investors and asked them how can the how should the average person invest. Unshakable is just a newer version, a bit shorter. I would probably, well, that's a really good question. I would probably read Unshakable first. Then the third book, a classic, everyone should read it, Think and Grow Rich. Teaches you a lot about the mindset, the mentality that you that you need in order to build wealth, Maybe even grow your business if you are into that. But whether you are self-employed or an employee, read that book. It's brilliant. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know on social media. Come say hi, Axel Shura on Instagram. You will find all links in the description below. If you enjoy my content, join our membership. We just had a meetup, which was mind-blowing. Or not a meetup. It was an entire life event here in Prague. People were, yeah, for the first time, many people in their life, you know, had a supporting, supportive surrounding. During the live event, I, yeah, we went really de- deep. I explained the success cycle. We worked on the mindset. We, everyone had an accountability buddy. So really, if you, if you want to, it's a great starting point for also for people who don't have that much budget. I think it's like 20 something euro per month. Uh, everyone can afford it. If I can afford a haircut as a 12-year-old, then you can make things happen um, and invest that amount every yeah month into yourself. We have meditations, we have breath work, we have masterminds, we have, as I said, those events. Just for the events, it would be already worth your time, your investment. It's really, it's a no-brainer offer. It's a no-brainer not to, not to join. So, um, you find if you find the link in the description below if you want to 
if you're at the point where you say, hey, I want to work online, I want to travel and work and see the world, do a job that I can do from anywhere, we launched a couple of months ago the virtual assistant blueprint together with Sophie Bennett. She has helped already more than 500 people to become a virtual assistant. You can do the same. Just click the link in the bio. There will you will find all details. And that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this little mastermind about money, about money mindset. If so, please, please send me a message just so it's always great for me to have feedback. Hey, this is what I really enjoy. Talk more about this and that. And we do our best to answer every single DM. And I would say thanks for tuning in today. Make sure you order a book, one of those books. Order them. Do something. Action. Taking action makes the difference. Just feeling inspired is worth zero if you don't take action. So what are you doing now with the knowledge that you have now? What is the one action step that you're going to take? Thank you for listening. 